I'm R.J. Van Eindhoven. This is TheBillPod.com, the week in Georgia in English, coming to you from the home of Phillips in the Netherlands. Today is Thursday, the 7th of June, 2018. On this date, in pre-Christian Roman times, the annual festival Vestalia begins honoring Vesta, the goddess of the hearth, after Hera, the Greek one that they copied, like all of them. 421, Byzantine Emperor Theodosius II marries Greek pagan Aelia Eudosia in Constantinople. 1099, the First Crusaders' Siege of Jerusalem begins and will eventually lead to the Fatimid loss of the city and the founding of the Kingdom of Jerusalem. 1654, Louis XIV, a.k.a. Louis the Great, is crowned King of France, will rule for the next 72 years. 1948, Edward Benej resigns as president of Czechoslovakia rather than sign the constitution that will make officially the country a communist state. 1962, members of the French colonial paramilitary organization burn the library of the University of Algiers, destroying half a million books. 1967, Israeli soldiers enter the old city of Jerusalem during the Six Days War. Birthdays are in 1848. French painter Paul Gauguin in 1896, 44th Prime Minister of Hungary, Imre Nagy, later executed for his role in the 1956 revolution, and in 1952, Turkish novelist Orhan Pamuk, who occasionally mentions Georgia in his writing. I'm your host, Mark Mullen. If you'd like to comment on the form or ask a question, go to tabilpod.com or send us an email at tabilpod at gmail.com. By the way, I will be in the shop some show below this coming week, so for those of you in Tbilisi, I will be at the Dive Bar in Fabrica or nearby on Thursday, the 14th of June at 10 p.m. if anybody wants to stop by. Tbilisi was overtaken by protests this week, beginning last Thursday in response to a judgment on the Khorava Street murders, continuing uh, through the weekend, then a second more successful attempt to strike by the workers of Tbilisi Metro. Last Thursday... (coughs) The 31st, the Tbilisi City Court released a ruling on the Khorava Street murders, a highly controversial case from last December where two 16-year-old boys, David Saralidze and Levan Darunashvili, were stabbed to death outside of Tbilisi Public School No. 51. The court found two suspects, whose names have not been released, guilty of premeditated murder and attempted premeditated murder of Darunashvili, one of the same suspects, guilty of attempted premeditated murder of Saralidze, and acquitted both of the group, um, both from the group of the group murder of Saralidze. In essence, the court found no one guilty of Saralidze's murder, which led his father, Zaza Saralidze, to call for justice for his son. Saralidze has questioned the investigation since the beginning, saying that his son's body shows signs of, uh, showed signs of weapons other than knives in the official report. He also believes that this is being done to cover up the actions of a former prosecutor's office employee, Mirza Subeliani, whose nephew is the chief witness. Saralidze and others have alleged that Subeliani met with his nephew and a suspect before going to the police and hid some part of the crime. Subeliani resigned from his position shortly afterwards. No charges have been filed against him. We will continue with information about this in just a second, but I want to mention high up that this art, um, an article um, that we'll list later on in the Stuff to Read section, but it's an incredibly good opinion piece by Ted Jonas, very experienced and impartial, unbiased uh, American lawyer who's been in Tbilisi since before Bakhtan Gorgasale. Read it. It explains very well the failure of the reform of the judiciary over the three independent Georgian 
independent Georgia regimes. After the ruling, after uh, the ruling, several thousand protesters, including students and opposition politicians, gathered in front of the Roosevelt Parliament Building. One of the first calls of the protesters was for the resignation of Chief Prosecutor Irakli Shotadze. Shotadze resigned shortly afterwards, saying, "The unfounded, dirty accusations against me were political vengeance for what the prosecutor's office did under my leadership and holding to account many former government officials who em- established systemic injustice in this country." End quote. Referring to the prosecution of Misha Saakashvili and other UNM officials, Bidzina Ivanishvili released a statement in support of Shotadze. Amazingly, it was complete bullshit. He obviously failed as chief prosecutor in this case because, as in almost all cases, when there's somebody important involved or it's somehow political, the prosecutors um, or any random former prosecutor who happens to be involved or get himself involved sim- simply decide what happens. Then he blamed it on some BS about how, you know, because he's dealing with UNM and whatever else that, that, you know, he was setting up this perfect system. And I don't know, it was just incredibly annoying, his comment that he resigned and then, you know, said that he was misunderstood. The protest did not end after Shotadze's resignation. Instead, they called for more resignations. The Secretary of the High Council of Justice, um, Levan Murusidze, uh, Tbilisi Court of Appeals Chairman Mikhail Chinchaladze and Supreme Court Chair Nino Gvenetadze, who were well known for being among the most biased um, and compliant of the Otsneba appointees. They also asked for the creation of a fully free and fair judiciary. The demands later grew to include the resignation of Kirikashvili's government and the creation of a group led by Zaza Saralidze to choose the new chief prosecutor. Prime Minister Georgi Kirikashvili showed up um, and tried to address the rally, but was prevented from doing so by chance of resign. Saralidze said that as prime minister, um, the prime minister, he was not there. Saralidze then said of the prime minister that he was not there to express solidarity, but to lie. President Georgi Markvelashvili also visited the protest uh, somewhat more successfully, he met with Zazasada Lidze for over an hour and promised to work to build a more trustworthy justice system. Instead of addressing the protest, Kvitikashvili called a press briefing where he announced his new plan. The Interior Ministry will lead a new investigation. A parliamentary investigative commission will be led by the parliamentary minority European Georgia. The chief prosecutor will be elected through wide public and political participation, and the parents of the murdered teenagers will have unrestricted access to the investigation. UNM has said that they will not participate in the Parliamentary Commission, calling it an Otsneba trick to make the investigation take longer. Case has been reopened. The Interior Ministry investigation hopes to identify individuals who systemically and covertly attempted to damage facts and influence the court ruling through financial or other means, which is so ridiculous because everybody knows exactly what happened here, which is that, you know, somebody had a connection and then that guy came in and messed around with things and they're pretending like, oh, we want to find out what's going on here now. The Interior Ministry offered Sada Leeds a special protections, saying the provocations against him and an assassination could be planned with the intention of destabilizing the country. Sada Lidze rejected the offer. The protests continued over the weekend and figures such as Malcha's Machalikashvili, the father of Tamerlan Makalishvili, the boy shot and killed during the state security operation service and, um, among people from Pankizi last year. There were also rallies elsewhere. A student organized one in front of the 51st school and in Akhaltsikhe, Borjomi, Gori, Kutaisi, and Sudiri. 
March of Georgians and some other conservative groups tried to organize a concurrent rally near the Tbilisi Concert Hall in order to show solidarity with Zaza Sadalidze without being mistaken for supporters of the United National Movement. Several organizers were arrested before much rallying could be done. On the 3rd, the UNM and allies, uh, allied opposition parties announced that they would be taking over the protest organizing after consulting with Sadalidze. The protest fizzled out after that. Some Otsneva supporters and youth also held a solidarity rally in Vake Park on the 3rd, where Sadalidze appeared and then was yelled at not to go to the Rustavelli protests. Further rallies are scheduled for the 10th of June. A group of non-governmental organizations, including the hardest-working NGO in the caucuses, Transparency International Georgia, has rejected the Justice Ministry's offer to participate in the process of choosing a new chief prosecutor and are instead calling for Justice Minister Ted Salukiani's resignation. Transparency International head Eke Gigaudi said that this was because Salukiani will not be able to select a genuinely independent impartial and respected chief prosecutor. The organization said that they would participate in the process under a new minister. Prime Minister Kvitakashvili said that the demands were absolutely absurd and irrational and beyond the NGO's mandate. Tbilisi metro workers went on strike for higher wages in May. The Tbilisi city court ruled that they could not strike during working hours, so the workers decided to go on a hunger strike outside of working hours instead. However, not eating meant that upon arriving at work, the health commission decided that the drivers were unfit to work. Public defender Nina Lomjadia said that her office was ready to support them. The metro was out of commission on the 4th, 5th, and until 2 p.m. on the 6th. Buses were free but very crowded. The metro usually serves about 600,000 passengers a day. Tbilisi Mayor Kaja Kaladze called demands for higher wages a blackmail and vague, absolutely unreasonable ultimatum, but apparently reached some sort of deal with the union to raise their wages, though he also mentioned that they would return to the issue in 2019. Defense Minister Levani Soria will be attending a meeting at the NATO Defense Minister's meeting tomorrow related to the Resolute Support Mission in Afghanistan. Prosecutor's Office released a statement on the 6th saying that Archil Tatunashvili, who died in South Ossetia in custody in February, was tortured. He apparently had over 100 injuries on his body that were inflicted while he was still alive. Lawyer for the Tatunashvili family had recently criticized the National Forensic Bureau for not including the torture element in their investigation and for not releasing information about the marks on Tatunashvili's body that the family believes um, may be gunshot wounds. Former head of Georgian non-governmental organization CETA, Zviad Devdadiani, says that he will sue eight women who have accused him of sexual harassment for violating his honor and dignity. Ten women have accused him so far, so it's not so clear why he's only suing eight of them. Hmm. A recent Bellingcat investigation has found that a person of interest related to the downing of the MH17 in Ukraine, of, of flight MH17 in Ukraine in 2014, is almost definitely Russian, a Russian citizen named Oleg Vladimirovich Ivanikov, former South Ossetian Minister of Defense and Emergencies. He worked for the Russian Ministry of Defense from at least 2013 until late 2017. He was undercover during his time in South Ossetia from 2004 to 2008. And from 2006 to 2008, he also served in his ministerial post with the name of Andrei Ivanovich Laptev. He was also the director of the Russia Caucasus Research Center of the state-funded International Institute of the Newly Established States and <laughs> wrote a PhD thesis on information warfare in the Caucasus. 
He continued to work in South Ossetia under the Laptev name. After working on South Ossetian issues for nearly a decade, he was sent to the separatist Luhansk People's Republic in Ukraine, where he was a military, quote, military advisor and de facto handler of the political leadership, end quote, during the time the plane was shot down. CONIFA World Cup made up of teams outside of FIFA from nations, de facto nations, regions, minority peoples, and sports-isolated territories finishes this weekend. Abkhazia is playing the United Koreas in Japan. Other qualifying teams include Tibet, North Cyprus, and Western Armenia. A former Georgian Judo Federation Vice President, Lomar Jorjoliani, shot at a group of judo practitioners on Tbilisi's Agmashinabeli Avenue as they demanded the resignation of current Federation President David Kevkishvili. He wounded one in the femur and possibly two more and was arrested on charges of premeditated assault and carrying an illegal firearm. This comes after the Georgian team failed to win a single medal at the European Judo Championships in Tel Aviv in April. Members of the Federation have called for greater transparency and the entire coaching staff has been fired but President Kev Kishvili refuses to step down. A trial has begun in New York for a Georgian boxer, Avtandil Khurtsidze, accused of serving as an enforcer for a Georgian mob boss in Brighton Beach. Khurtsidze is also known as Mini Mike Tyson and is accused of beating people up for his boss and co-defendant, Rajden Shulaya, uh, when the BDs were accused of stealing money from Shulaya and other officers. A reliable, culinarily astute Californian Tbilpad.com source visited El Maridaje, one of the, new, of the two new Mexican restaurants in Tbilisi. Go for the nachos with guacamole. They're just chips with sour cream and lettuce and a side of guac. But it's not that bad, not a bad way to spend nine lati. The tacos are pretty distant from traditional ones. They're flour tortillas, shockingly, with shredded Georgian cheese, iceberg lettuce, and more sour cream. But the steak one is not so bad. They also sell burritos and, burritos and enchiladas and a wide array of tropical cocktails. Not the place for the taco purist, but a cute and bright spot, friendly staff, you can tide over, tide over your guacamole craving until you return to the land of abundant avocados. Georgian sumo wrestler Tochinoshin, otherwise known as Levan Gorgadze, who was promoted to the second highest rank in sumo last week, hopes to build a sumo ring in Georgia with President Mark Velashvili's support. As mentioned before, Tbilisi lawyer Ted Jonas wrote an op-ed for Civil.ge about the Khorava Street murders and the recent protests, saying that he was surprised by the strength and widespread nature of the protests, though the killings have shocked a lot of, um, of Georgia and brought lots of comparisons to the 90s, though Jonas, as an American, finds it hard to see the incident as a trend. He compares the anger of the public about the flawed justice system to the anger that brought down Saakashvili in 2012. He also criticizes UNM for capitalizing on the protests, given their history. He concludes... The reform of the police, prosecutor's office, and judiciary is the final frontier for reform and that the government must concede to public pressure on the topic. Former Politico editor Garrett Graff wrote more about the New York Georgian mob case for Long Reads. He details the crime empire of Brighton Beach mob boss Rajdan Shulaya, which ranged from chocolate racketeering to slot machine hacking and more. The empire was taken by, down by FBI informants, and Shulaya is one of the very few high-level Russian mob 
associates ever caught in the U.S. It's a really good article, quite long, quite interesting, and talks a lot about how this group was transplanted to the U.S. and what they did there. Eurasianet wrote about the resurgence, resurgence of Georgian fascism as it is widely covered during the Bassiani protests a few weeks back. A photograph of fascists walking past a touristy cafe while wearing a Georgian version of the swastika as well as the real thing. And Heiling has made the internet rounds, embarrassing a bunch of Georgians, but their presence at the protests has brought them into the spotlight and started important conversations about the appeal of fascism in Georgian youth and how to deal with them. New York Times wrote a guide to Tbilisi in 36 hours, calling the city a study in contrast and teeming with riches. The itinerary looks a lot, hits a lot of the hot spots, the baths, the Narikala cable car, Barbarastan, Zakhar Zakaryach, rooms and fabrika, with just one somewhat unique recommendation, breakfast Hingali for those more Georgian than the Georgians. Photographer Helen Velu posted some beautiful pictures of Chiatuda's abandoned young pioneer palace on her website, which also has lots of other great photographs from around Georgia and elsewhere. All this stuff to read is posted on our forum. This week's dive bar number is 60 meters, the depth of Tbilisi's deepest metro station, Rustavelli. On the 8th at 6.30 p.m., the Women's Fund and Writer's House will have a meeting called Feminist Questions in the Writer's House, where they will uh, discuss challenges faced by women academics and writers, promote the work of female authors, and discuss tragedy, strategies to revive public interest in reading. Tbilisi State University's Psychology Department will host a talk by Dr. Isagul Idegun on secularism and religious revival in post-Soviet Georgia. On the 13th, Works in Progress series will present a talk titled in the center of periphery, music and multi-ethnic Tiflis, circa 1900, Jonas Lofer of the University of Cologne at 6.30 at CRC in Tbilisi. The balloon decorating in school, the balloon decorating school of Georgia will have a course on balloon decoration from the 14th through the 19th in Tbilisi. Find out more at balloonschool.ge. It's free if you dress like a clown. The Georgian National Museum, Ivana Javakashvili, Tbilisi State University, the National Parliamentary Library of Georgia, the Corneli Kekilidze Georgian National Center of Manuscripts, and the National Archives of Georgia together present an exhibition, The Democratic Republic of Georgia, 100 Years, at the National Museum in Tbilisi through the 24th. The exhibition covers the story of the Georgian struggle for freedom from the early 19th century to 1991 and includes a wide array of historical artifacts. That's it for this week. My Twitter address is at TXTBUK. That's Tango X-Ray Tango Bravo Uniform Kilo. Our email is tbilpod, T-B-L-P-O-D, at gmail.com, or post to the forum on our website, www.tbilpod.com. And in honor of growing Mexicoba showing up finally in Georgia, we will finish with from Mexico City, DF, 2017. This is Natalia Laforcade and Tusi Sabes Quererme.
bastaste con todos mis defectos Tú sí sabes quererme Tú sí sabes adorarme Mi amor, no te vayas Quédate por siempre, para siempre Para siempre amarte Corazón, tú sí sabes Siempre amar. 